All right, welcome to episode number four in our installment of Blueprint Across America. I'm Matt Lures, the Director of Operations at Blueprint, where we help companies get stronger through guided expansion across the Southeast. In this series, we aim to speak with talented and thoughtful professionals from cities and states across the country on a range of business and management topics. Today, I'm going to co-host this podcast with a good friend and former colleague, Sean Kralanovich, where we talk about a topic that is right in our backyard, and that's the tech scene in Nashville. Sean, good to catch up with you. A little background for our listeners. Sean, I met met about three years ago while working for a startup in the transportation space, and it turned out we had a lot of mutual connections here in Nashville we didn't even realize. So before I go too deep there, Sean, will you tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, where you work, where you reside, some of the things you like to do outside of work? Thanks, Matt. Appreciate it, man. And uh, for what it's worth, I miss working with you every single day. Same. (laughs) Uh, But hey, as as Matt mentioned, my name is Sean Kralanovich. I am currently the Director of Sales Development and Strategy at a company called Social Survey here in Nashville. Um, I love what you guys are doing at Blueprint, by the way. Um, So happy to be here and really excited to be a part of this. I currently live in uh, in the neighborhood of Green Hills here in Nashville. Um, my wife and I moved here about a year and a half ago from Brentwood out in Williamson County, just to be closer to the city and all the surrounding areas that Nashville has to offer. Um, and that was important to us since we moved here from California about four years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I have three kids, a seven-year-old, four-year-old, uh, both boys, and recently a baby girl uh, named Riley, who's about three months now. We found this cool little pocket here in Green Hills where we live Uh, that has an awesome school that our kids go to that basically provide us a nice balance of family and fun um, right here in the heart of Nashville. Uh, But outside of work, I play a little rec league hockey here in town, keeps me a little fit. Uh, But mostly my boys and baby girl keep me pretty busy. I currently am actually coaching my oldest son's youth baseball team here in town, um, which has been a blast. Um, Also challenging at the same time, but uh, it's just good to be out there, especially during these times right now. Oh yeah, absolutely. What, what's your son's team's record, if you don't mind me asking? Oh man, uh, it's been a rough year a little bit from a record perspective, but we've won a couple games and uh, the most important thing is we're having a lot of fun out there. So shout out to the 8U Dodgers out in Grassland, uh, or uh, Grassland uh, Little League. <laughs> absolutely. That's awesome. So yeah, so let's go a little bit deeper. You're a Silicon Valley native that ended up in Nashville. Will you share with the listeners what brought you here and, and more importantly, what's keeping you here? It's funny, Matt. I get this question a lot and I really haven't figured out the best way to answer it. Uh, but it's a funny story. My wife and I are both from California, as we've mentioned a couple times here, from the Bay Area specifically, uh, born and raised. And she's in technology just like I am um, and works for a very large tech company based out there where she's been for about 10 years. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been in the tech industry now for about seven years. But when we started having kids, we knew that California just wasn't the place that we wanted to raise our family. Um, It's nothing personal against California, really. I mean, a lot of our friends and family still live out there and we visit often. But, you know, between the cost of living, the commuting, the schools, uh, but mostly the people outside of our friends, friends and family, um, you know, we just that those are the reasons that allowed us to want to start thinking about where we would go. We just didn't know where. Right. So. I came to Nashville for a conference a little while ago. I think it was serious decisions back then. And man, I just fell in love with this town. Uh, Number of different factors. I mean, it's a lot of fun. It's vibrant. Like I feel a lot of people could probably relate to that story where if you come to Nashville for the first time, not really knowing what to expect, it just kind of sucks you in. It's great. And I think a big part of that's like the people. 
But my wife had never really been here. And uh, a few friends of ours had recently told us that they were moving out here. And uh, we came out to visit them early on. And they also actually work in tech as well, which is kind of funny. She fell in love with the town as well. So both of us kind of looked at each other like, all right, we can do this. And uh, the rest is history. I mean, the rest, basically, we just had to find jobs. Uh, Her company at the time, or still company now, I should say, was very supportive in letting her work remotely, which is great, but it wasn't that easy. And I'll get into that in a little bit. Um, And all I had to do is find an opportunity, which I did and came pretty quickly. And uh, here we are. And we love it. We're not looking back. And uh, I honestly consider myself a Nashville native, even though I don't think I'm allowed to because I've been here for about four and a half years, but I say it anyway. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I'm, I'm a transplant from Tennessee, uh, Memphis specifically. But yeah, I also consider myself a Nashville native. And it's funny when people ask where I'm from, I, I say, well, I'm technically from Memphis, but I live in, and love Nashville. But hey, let's, let's talk about the, you mentioned the tech scene. Let's talk about that growing tech scene because a lot of individuals probably still, when they hear Nashville, they think Music City USA. They think of the music industry. They probably think of IT healthcare and finance, which have historically been, you know, the three major business industries within the area. But now it seems that the the VC community and the state of Tennessee itself have really started to accelerate the leap into becoming a regional tech hub. What are you hearing or seeing within your network on that topic? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. And, you know, to be clear, my wife and I didn't choose Nashville for the tech scene. Like we honestly had no idea what the tech scene was even like out here. I mean, to be completely honest, you know, growing up in the Bay Area, Nashville and this whole part of the country is pretty foreign to us and very unknown. It's just, that's unfortunately what a lot of Californians are. We're kind of in our own little bubble out there, right? Right. And uh, so we didn't quite know what we were getting ourselves into here. Uh, And uh, just to kind of back up, you know, it's, you're always kind of taught when you're in technology that you have to be out in the Bay area. It's about the Bay area tech scene and the Bay area tech scene was very hesitant around remote work and being very keen on being there surrounded by some of the best and the brightest in the industry. Right. Right. It's the Silicon Valley way for a lack of a better term. And to an extent that was true. I mean, the vast majority of jobs in technology were available out there or other tech hubs like Boston and such like that. So, my wife, for example, works for one of the largest tech companies in the entire world. Very forward thinking, very well known, headquartered out in Silicon Valley. And she's been there for 10 years now and has been there pre-IPO. She has a master's in electrical engineering. She's a former captain in the U.S. Air Force as a satellite engineer. She only does incredible things and has an amazing track record for everything she does. She's an incredible person. Very lucky man. Um, but when she informed them that she was moving here, um, and asked if she can do remote work, knowing that she does a lot of travel and that should be an easy thing for a company like that to support it, it, it was a struggle. It wasn't easy. And in fact, her situation was very unique. There was not a lot of people at that time working remote for a company like that. In fact, I think you could probably count them on one hand and, you know, that's just, I'm not trying to say that this is a bash on her company or anything like that. But the point of the story is like for a company that large to have such a unique scenario like that come across their desk for somebody working remotely for them, it's just weird. Right. And so, you know, for us, you know, my situation was a little bit different. I worked for a smaller tech startup, series B probably had about 50 employees at the time. And, uh, you know, 
even though I had another job lined up, you know, when I approached my CEO and, and told them what I was doing and why I was doing it, if they would have offered me a remote position or an opportunity to do it remotely from Nashville, I probably would have entertained it. But instead he told me, well, for you to be successful in tech, you have to be in the Bay Area. It's where everyone is, or at least one of the other major hubs like Boston or somewhere like that, like I mentioned earlier, right? And I just remember at that moment losing so much respect for him as someone who considers themselves to see the big picture, um, a visionary out there in the space that was just so close-minded um, to this part of the country. And I just believe that what he was saying just wasn't true. I just didn't have any proof to back it up at the time. Right. Um, but ultimately, you know, kind of a long story long here, based on my experience over the last four and a half years or so, it was different early on. The, te the tech scene out here is very small. Um, there wasn't a lot happening. Uh, but I think what you're seeing is the secrets kind of getting out a little bit. There's a ton of talent out here and a lot of great opportunity. And we'll kind of dive into this in a little bit, I feel like with some of your other questions, but um, it's, I think why you're starting to see a lot more companies entertain Nashville as an option and making a presence out here because it's just that scene that once you're out here and you see the people and you see everything out here and the growing economy and how attractive of a place it is to raise a family with that work-life balance. It's just an awesome opportunity that I think a lot more companies are missing out on and could capitalize on if they thought about it. Yeah, that's, I mean, those are all, all great points. And thanks for sharing that personal story. <clears throat> I think that's, you know, far too common, or at least historically was far too com common around if you want to work for us, you must live in the tech hub. You must be tethered to headquarters. You know, obviously with COVID in 2020, we've seen a, a couple of big trends that have directly correlated with what you just referenced. I think, you know, first and foremost, there's, there is a growing interest in remote work. Uh, there's a growing interest in regionally clustering teams. Now that we are more enabled and more accelerated around untethering from HQ. And then also, I, I think there are uh, greater efforts to achieve better diversity and inclusion goals in corporate America, which are frankly, you know, long overdue, but it's good to see that companies are at least vocalizing their ambition to embrace that. Uh, but I think those trends really are favorable for the Southeast as a whole. I know we've been speaking about Nashville, but I think the Southeast as a whole has a lot to, to offer. And I know, obviously, we're only going to cover so much ground in a brief podcast like this, but I am curious, Sean, what are some of your recommendations maybe to companies that would consider Nashville as their next remote office or their next regional hub? Yeah, I mean, just to kind of back up to your earlier point, it's just kind of sad, unfortunately, to think that you have to have a pandemic and a situation that, that's going on right now to wake these companies up around, oh, wow, remote work. Actually, this could work really well. It could be very cost effective. And this could open up a whole new different stream of, you know, diversity inclusion in areas that we would have never thought before. Right. right. Um, but at least, like you said, like the conversations are starting to be held right now. And I think to your point, again, it's not just Nashville. I say that because it's a specific example of where, you know, we're located, but the Southeast, to your point in general, is just a very attractive opportunity, I think, for a lot of companies. And, you know, I love it out here, both from a business and personal perspective. The main, I think, driver that a lot of talent and a lot of people look for right now, especially during these times, is that work-life balance. And it's becoming more and more important to people. Um, so, you know, before I answer your question directly, I mean, look at what some of the companies like Forrester and Keep Trucking and Social Survey, my company, are out here doing. 
they see that. These are all companies based in hubs like Boston and California and Silicon Valley and stuff. And they're, they made the choice to make a big presence out here in Nashville and, you know, the Southeast in general, because honestly, I think a lot of it is the access, the accessibility to talent is fantastic. The yeah. people here come from all over the place. And that's not what a lot of people think about. You know, I meet people all over from Ohio, Kentucky, Alabama, Florida, Illinois, Missouri, you know, and more recently, probably the majority of people I'm meeting in Nashville, California, people are getting out. They don't want to be there anymore. And, you know, not to mention the universities out here like Vanderbilt and Belmont and, you know, where you went to school, Matt, MTSU and all these other places, the, the curriculums that these schools teach really fall well in line with the tech scene, in my opinion. Right. So the accessibility to talent is fantastic. So that would be my number one recommendation. If you want accessibility to great talent with various de different degrees and backgrounds, it, look no other place than the Southeast and Nashville and what we have to offer, right? Uh, but also I feel like you can entice more talented people to relocate for just a better lifestyle. As I mentioned before, I did it. Uh, I'm probably a little crazier than most people would say, but you know, I'm California born and bred. Um, I'm all in on Nashville and the way of life, both from a cost of living standpoint, the school systems out here, the vibrant city with a culture of music everywhere and sports and just getting to know one another and everybody's very outgoing. It's great. It's just kind of big city, small town, but Southern hospitality feel all in one, which I feel like is attractive to a lot of people and what we're looking for right now. Um, but another, I think really important piece and something that really is lacking in a lot of places over the country is just the strength in the community. And, you know, Matt, you can contest to this. The people here when stuff happens really come together. And it's unlike most places I've ever seen. And an example of that would be the tornado that happened here, I want to say back in March, right before all this happened with the pandemic and COVID and everything. It was brutal. And I will never forget that moment when I woke up at 7 a.m. to multiple sales reps on my team saying, hey, I don't think I can come in today. You know, my roof collapsed, you know, from the tornado that happened last night. And, you know, somebody coming, somebody coming from California like myself can't really comprehend the destruction like something like a tornado would do. So when you think and hear about that originally, you're thinking, okay, well, you know, hopefully everything's fine, right? But you're in the office that day and you're starting to really see some of the destruction and some of the pain and everything on people's faces and just their tone. You know, our office specifically at that time basically said, you know what, <laughs> work's, work's not the most important thing right now. We need to get out there and go help. And we did this and rallied together ourselves personally, but you saw this happen around the entire community with situations just like myself around just get out there and help. And I'll never forget pulling up to that neighborhood and just seeing the destruction and the, the tears on people's faces and they're losing their personal belongings. But the amount of people trying to get there to help was incredible. And just to kind of not to go too far off on a tangent here, but I just feel like that story and just that experience is, is fairly unique. I think to Nashville and the Southeast and a lot of places is just the strength of the community and people banding together in really tough times to be there for one another. And that, you know, work really isn't the most important thing. It's around the people and it's around the support and it's around how we take care of one another. And it's just a very different background that I feel like 
a lot of companies can capitalize on when you have those skill sets and that type of a mindset that just has been lacking, I feel like, in the Bay Area for quite some time. So not trying to bash on the Bay Area or anything like that, but I just want to say there's just incredible things happening out here in the Southeast and things that I honestly never really knew experiencing out in California and just things that honestly I think are very attractive to a lot of companies that you can capitalize on out here. Yeah, that, that's a great example. I very vividly remember the tornado and the efforts, the, the city accumulating to go out and help their, their fellow neighbors, right? They were, they were first responders that were saying, please um, stay off the streets, go back to your homes. There's so many people trying to go out and help that they were actually clogging some of the, the access points to get into these neighborhoods that power lines were down, homes were completely destroyed, people needed emergency medical services. And it, it, that is something I feel that is unique to pockets across the U.S., but more broadly within the Southeast. Back in 2010, we had some massive floods here. And I don't know if you were here that's yet. Right. I wasn't here back then. Massive floods. Down, part of Broadway was underwater. So anybody that's familiar with Nashville, can you imagine first and second floors of businesses downtown being underwater? Uh, and it was a similar thing, right? You just saw, you saw the, the, not even specifically Nashville, you saw the extended community from the outliers of the metropolitan area come into town to help send, send resources, volunteer their time. And that is, you know, that strength of community is, is something that really can't be measured, uh, but it's an intangible and, and Nashville and the Southeast as a whole truly has it. And that's part of the reason I've never, you know, left, right? I mean, you're much more, more traveled than I am. I've been a Tennessee uh, native and I've never left the state for any period of time outside of some vacation. So it's uh it is something that, that keeps me here and I'm glad you brought it up because it, it wasn't even on my radar, but I think it's one of the most important intangibles for anybody, whether you're an employee looking to relocate now that you can work from home or whether you're an organization that wants to, you know, disperse your headquarters or, or spin up a new regional hub or spoke or office. I think it, there's a lot of stuff that, that uh, was said here during your, your transcription that, that really resonates, especially to those of us that have seen it firsthand. Yeah. And just to kind of lighten the mood a little bit. Uh, it's funny when I'm out here, I don't know a single person that I've met anywhere around the United States that says, Oh, where are you from? And I go, Oh, I live in Nashville, Tennessee. Oh, Nashville. I love Nashville. Right. It's yeah. never, it's always positive like that. It's never like, Oh, Nashville or, Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, Nashville just kind of has that stigma, like the whole Southeast and like kind of where it stands for. It's that hub there. Right. And yeah. you know, I even, I even encourage my sales reps to, you know, lead with that, you know, Hey, this is Sean Kralanovich calling out of Nashville, Tennessee, you know, people, people love hearing that. <laughs> so yeah. it's and just one of those, it's one of those fun things. I feel like, you know, the, yeah. the credibility starting to get there, the name starting to get out there. People are starting to be more aware of it. Um, and you know, it's for good reason. It's what keeps me here. It's why I love it here. It's why I'll never leave, live anywhere else and raise my family. Yeah. I, and to your point, when you're making, you know, in this case, these outbound dials or outreaches, you know, anyone that's been to Nashville, has a story and is eager to tell their story about their time here. 100%. Absolutely. Well, th hey, this was great. I know we're, we're coming close to time. Um, I did want to ask you one more question. And this is, a, do you have, you know, two to three content recommend recommendations you could make for our guests? Oh, man. Okay. Um, 
Sorry to put I'm you not a big podcaster, which is kind of funny considering what we're doing right now. Um, if you know you want a podcast recommendation for me, it's going to be a sports podcast, something like Pardon My Take from Barstool Sports, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, but to kind of keep this on the level that I think we need to, uh, I'm a big LinkedIn or just overall article person, um, thought leaders in the space that I follow are folks like Josh Braun, uh, Jeremy Donovan. Jeremy actually presents a lot of really good sales statistics that are backed up uh, for a lot of us leaders here that use it as benchmarking. Right. And, you know, John Barrows, obviously, for those that are in tech, you're probably fairly familiar with him, but he just puts out great content. Uh, he's a Boston person, um, kind of keeps it real, very modern, and just kind of says what it is. Uh, love his approach, love his style. So those are some three guys right there that I would follow and recommend, um, both for various different reasons. But I would say, and I'm sorry to do this here, but I got to give a personal plug to my company, Social Survey. Uh, We have a book out called CX 2.0, Create Wow Customer Experiences. Uh, It's written by our CEO, Scott Harris. And for those that are really interested in wanting to understand how to better serve their end customers and provide really good employee experiences to control behaviors, um, he's already designed nine rules for designing the perfect CX strategy for both customers and employees. Great read, super easy. I'm not a big book reader. I finished it probably in about a couple weeks here um, while I was on paternity leave with my newest baby girl. Um, And it really frames up, I think, for what we're doing from a software standpoint um, as a customer experience platform that can help really automate that entire customer experience and employee experience process. So anyways, that's all I'm going to say on that. Hopefully that helps your listeners. No, it does. I, or, or it at least helps me. And that's what I was looking for. So, I, you know, I really appreciate those recommendations. Um, even the part of my take, I'm going to have to go give that one a listen right now. I listen to a lot of daily fantasy sports when I'm doing some administrative stuff. But uh, Sean, I, I'll digress. Great speaking with you. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, you know, there may be some questions that come up after this. So we'll keep an eye on the publication and, and I'll just direct them to you and send them your your LinkedIn profile as well. But do you have any any final words or anything else you'd want to cover? Matt, it's been a pleasure. I appreciate being a guest here. It's an honor. And again, I'm really excited about what y'all are doing at Blueprint Expansion. Um, It makes total sense to me. And, you know, I'm happy to be a part of it in any way possible. So um, just hoping that we can continue our lawn beers that we started at the beginning of this pandemic here. And it'll be good to see you here pretty soon. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much, Sean. I appreciate your time. Take care. Bye. Bye.